This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Jonah. Hello. Hey. I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. Question mark. W-H-A-T-S. Carrot up. What's up? Um, Just chilling in Brooklyn. Got uh, it's. You were supposed to say N-M-J-C-U, not chilling in Brooklyn. Oops. Oops. That was such a douchey thing of me to do, not to do that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm really hung up on this. So someone in our iTunes reviews said that I'm a douche, and to me, that thinks that maybe they haven't listened to that many episodes and they're just like jumping into this for the first time. And maybe I said something that wasn't just cookie cutter. But like, yeah, it stuck with me. And, I, and here's the thing: we all have haters, and maybe I am a little bit of a douchebag. Although I took a poll, and now it's getting too narcissistic. But anyway. Uh, we would well, appreciate. Well, hold on, hold on. Before before you jump away from it, I just want to yeah. jump in and, and say, like, I've dated Jonah, I've worked with Jonah, <laughs> I've been very good friends with Jonah, and Jonah is an absolutely wonderful, kind, compassionate person. He is a very lovely gentleman. He probably treated me better than anyone else that has ever treated me that I've dated. Um, so. Totally understand. Not everyone is going to be everyone's cup of tea, but don't if if you're hearing this for the first time that Jonah's a douche. 
don't necessarily <laughs> now try and look at Jonah through like douche lenses, you know, Jonah is douche the lenses. Jonah that we know and love. And yeah. I definitely do not think that the words Jonah, Feingold and douche are even in the same like dictionary. I really, I really appreciate you saying that. And that's very kind of you to say, and no one has ever uh, said that you're a douche, but I can confirm that you are the, the nicest, <laughs> kindest person ever on planet Earth. And perhaps when you take someone who's like a cynical New Yorker and a very kind, sweet um, Westchesterian, what is a uh, uh, well, whatever the I word don't know, is. but don't ever say maybe, that. Ever yeah, again. maybe it, like <laughs> exemplifies. Um, but this is one of the things I always like. My biggest insecurity that I've told you guys in the show is like being misunderstood. And if you want to think I'm a douchebag after you understand me totally fine with that. But I really do feel like it's tough because this is what I struggle struggle with in dating, by the way, is like if you're authentically yourself and both of us, I think we struggle with this. It's like we need to be understood fully to be appreciated. Yeah. And at the surface level, you're just you can make a quick judgment call. But if you're gonna you gotta open your mind and be like, let's get to know this person a little bit more. So that's a weird tangent that started, but oh I was gonna say action item. We would appreciate your reviews. So, you know, please give us five stars if you enjoy this podcast. Please write something positive. The iTunes podcast comment section for a lot of podcasts is like negative as shit. Every, it's a lot like of people, the, it's a burn book from Mean Girls. It's crazy. It's so strange. People, it's weird that like people will go out of their way. People are always like, I never write anything mean, but this thing. But it's like, what are other people being like? I never write anything positive, but here's yeah. this thing. So, how are you doing, Lana? I'm doing well. I mean, on that, while you're taking that moment to write that positive, wonderful review about how wonderful Jonah and I are, uh, remember that we are totally self-funding this project. And Mm -hmm. right now, one of our big goals is to expand our audience and help more people in their dating lives. So please, 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 if you want to help us or if you're just feeling like doing something kind today, send this to a friend. Uh, yeah. Send it to a group chat that you're in or a Facebook group or a roommate or a, a sibling. Um, send it to anyone who you think might want to listen to an episode, whether it's this episode that we have coming up today or mm-hmm. an old episode or an- anything. Please, we we really, 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 really appreciate it. And just to just to this is the funniest episode we've ever recorded. So Lon and I have just been laughing and smiling for an hour with our awesome guest, Jared Freed. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. And then we're going to, of course, give a nice shout out to our really amazing sponsor. But just to tell you guys a little bit about Jared Fried, if you know our podcast, you probably know about him. But Jared Fried is a comedian based on New York City. He just self-released a stand-up special called Socially Distanced, of course. And it's 35 minutes of just pure hilarity. Um, and again, he recorded this thing. He made it himself. He took the initiative to go do that and self-release it because he thought it was important for people to have this escape um, in the now. And as you hear us talk about, this is a great date activity, whether together or um, virtually. You know, virtually. He's also the uh, host of J Train Podcast, um, which is, of course, just a basically more hilarious version of what we're doing on this show. Um, as well as you up. As well as Grana. you up. Yeah, as well and as you up. And um, we, we love Jared. He's great. Uh he he's got a lot of good stuff for you today. We have a lot of a lot of fun coming. And as always, just want to give out a big shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. Jonah has some products in his hands right now. What do you got? You got focus and, and rest. 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 Rest, I see. So we have recently teamed up with Mindset Wellness CBD, and we are so excited because we were really looking for a brand that we 
believed in and felt like you all would benefit from getting to know. And Mindset Wellness CBD has amazing CBD products for any mindset you want, whether it's happy or calm or focus or rest or health or beauty. And they have different types of products too. So you can have them in gummies, which taste amazing, uh, drops. They have even honey sticks, bath bombs. And the great thing about it is like, if you don't, if you haven't tried CBD before, it doesn't get you high. It, um, there's a really wonderful scientific explanation of words that I don't know that oh, John and Renee, the founders share in our previous episode, um, called married to the business. If that's what it's called, right? That's what it's called. That's yeah. what it's called. If you yeah. want to check that out, highly recommend it. But all their products are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, all that good stuff. And if you want, uh, we obviously hooked you up with 10% off and free shipping. So head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use the code seeing other people at checkout and let us know what you think. We love them. We know you will too. Perfect. And without further ado, guys, let's get talking to Jared. You're Jonah recording, but you're not at the beach long. by noon because it's 12.06. I already been. I've already... I got salt in my hair i'm doing great i'm like beach by noon up here all day long damn is this your your natural beach hair this is beachy wavy this is what i got going wow <laughs> so. i love it Do i'm you, jealous have you ever used like the sea salt spray no you know, like is, that, that, is bubble, that a thing oh, are you serious no okay so <laughs> the one product that like my like hair dresser barber cl- shout out clark has like always told me to actually take seriously is sea spray okay and it's like salt water <laughs> And it kind of, you know, it's Bumble and Bumble makes the one he recommended. I, I don't, I don't use it. I'm just saying, I was, you know, I, I am don't know. sure why you don't, don't use why it. Why are you guys okay. laughing about that? Okay. Am I crazy? You have the, you know, I, I, I live in jealousy of Jews with hair like yours. Like you have um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas hair. And Holy so like shit. the, the idea that you know about sea spray makes sense to me. Like mine is like, you know. My hair grows out like there has to be. So it's like into the Jufro um, look. So like anytime I've tried to go like long, cool hair, I'm like, no, that just not a good. It just looks like I'm wearing like a clown's wig. Like it's just really bad. So I I, I live in jealousy. But you definitely have you have photo evidence of that from when you were younger. Of course. Right? I mean, listen, I, I, I try to hide as many of them as possible. But they're out there. Those pictures are definitely out. There. We'll find them. We'll find them. I think it's um, a perfect segue into, you know, just letting our listeners know where you're at in the world. You are in... Do you want to just paint a picture for where you're at? You know, it's so funny. We're all kind of like afraid to say like what we're actually doing because we're living in fear of each other because we created a (laughs) post-apocalyptic reality where we live in our own big brother universe because some cousin's going to yell us on Facebook. I'm in Aruba. I'm I'm here. I'm very happy here. I'm working. I'm doing stand-up shows here. And it's been genuinely like the most amazing thing for my mental well-being that I've. And I listen, any mention of it sounds like I'm bragging. So I will stop myself. But I, I, I'm here. I'm, I, you know, again, like I, I came on because I want to talk about, you know, the stand up special. And it's all about this subject. The stand up special is all about the social anxieties of 2020. It's on YouTube. It's free. Every minute of jokes on there is about. 2020 and how kind of we're all like, you know, the the problems of the problemless, like all of us had a bad year, but we know people who had a worse year. We know who people who had a better year. We saw the pictures, the Instagram stories from someone's yacht being like, we're all in this together. Like we all have a version of this. So <laughs> I, I, 
I'm in Aruba having a great time. I'm doing shows. Um, and, you know, people, you know, I feel safer here because everyone had to get tested three days before within three days of coming here. So, like, you know, again, this is what a lot of numbers games, a lot of, you know, playing, you know, your risk tolerance against others is very difficult. So, yeah, I'm in Aruba. I'm sitting in the sun enjoying enjoying the pandemic waves. See, I love that for you, but I do have to call you out because though you are in Aruba, you got tested. You're currently alone in your hotel room. You didn't say you were socially distant. Well, (laughs) I try not to say it. I do a bit about that on the special. Like everyone, like everyone. I know, I know. That's why I brought it up. (laughs) I don't want to sound like the joke. So I'm going to go tell everyone that Jared, Jared's in Aruba right now, but he's not socially distant. Yeah. If I don't say it, I already tweeted it. Everyone. Yeah. This is the thing. We assume the the worst of people now for some reason, because just because we saw one woman at Walmart yelling at an employee, we think everyone acts that way. And it's like most people. And I think the people that listen to this podcast, if you're listening to a dating podcast, they just want to eat, sleep, fuck, make enough money to be able to do all those things comfortably. And you want to do it respectfully of other people without hurting someone else. No one's out here trying to disregard someone else's health. So I, if, if we can, and it's crazy that we have to say that, but if we start at that as a baseline, that most people are genuinely yeah. okay people, not good people, not bad people, okay. And that's, you know, that's part of social media. Everything's the best or the worst. And it's like, that's the same with dating. Like people post a picture, we're on vacation, month one, the best relationship ever. It's like, no, what about the picture of you two just sitting there, nothing to say to each other, two dates in, like, and you push through because you're like, yeah. eh, I guess this guy's cool and he wants to be serious, so I'll just stay, you know? So like, that's genuinely how most people are. And, and because of the world we live in, it's, it's tough to see it that way. You have to remind yourself, you know? Well, it's funny you say that because I have a good friend of mine who I do have history with, and he uh, last year got into a relationship. And I remember he posted a picture of the two of them like on vacation Mm. somewhere on a beach. Like they looked so happy. And I like it made me upset. I was like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, like, why her, not me? Second of all, like, this is someone who's one of my very close friends and he's fully like ditched me as a friend since he got into this relationship. So I got, I was upset by seeing this picture. 24 hours later, I get a phone call from him saying that he just got back from vacation. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, they're having course. they're of having course. so many issues. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, it's reality check. Well, th- when you look at things online, uh, we live in a world of I love chocolate means fuck vanilla. And that's not the case. <laughs> so you can love chocolate ice cream. And you can be okay or indifferent with vanilla ice cream, but I love chocolate ice cream. So like that picture of him on the beach is I love this woman. That doesn't mean anything about Alana. But then you come to find out it's like he there's another element of like he has to show the world he loves this woman. And it's like, you know, like and if you didn't, then, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't Instagram, it didn't happen type of thing. So and. It's really hard because none of our parents had to go through this. We are the first generation to kind of deal with people with this other element. So it's not like your parents can go, oh, I remember back when my ex-boyfriend posted his picture from, you know, like with with his new girl. And I felt the same way. So you don't feel at ease. I think that's why podcasts like this are so important because – 
a lot. It's a commiseration thing while also keeping you, uh, you know, keeping you even, you know, like as opposed to everything just affecting you because it can. And, and these things sneak up on you. That's the other thing. When you follow an ex or you follow someone you have history with, you could be having the best day all in the world. Then all of a sudden out of a bush, him and his girlfriend pop out making out. And it's like, no, you ruined my week, you know? <laughs> Well, do you think it's relative? Do you think it's that every generation has its own version of that feeling? And perhaps only because we're existing in this one, do we think that no one else will ever have to experience it like we did? Like, do you think it's, there's an equivalent for our parents running into them well, on the street, which I guess you could do today, too? And you could, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I remember like growing up, my dad grew up, um, ran into a girlfriend. I think everything now... I, like, I don't, I'm not like trying to say that like our generation is like... No one will ever experience something like this. There's always going to be something that the generation before them that you'll envy of the generation before you and you'll hate, you know, like the phone. All of us yeah. have a cell phone. I'm sure all of us love Google Maps. I'm sure all of us love mindlessly swiping, uh, swiping and and scrolling. You know, do we kind of wish there's parts of that? You know, you take the good with the bad type of thing. Like, I remember my yeah. dad, we were like out for back to ice cream i don't know but we were a big ice cream family we were like out to ice cream with like my whole family my dad like ran to someone and then we got in the car and he's like that was actually an ex-girlfriend from my high school my mom was like really can you imagine like your mom like not knowing like oh like not knowing about their social media not having any connection to like any and and we're like tell us tell us and it's like you know that is more healthy i think like the one time it's not like you know, sometimes with exes and we all feel bad, like, you know, they stick to you now. Like if there's stickiness and you're, you're like, well, I'm not going to block them because it says that I care more yeah. than them. And it's like, I think you should definitely block these people. Why not? You, you care the amount you care. It doesn't matter. Just get away from it. Get away from the fire. You know, you don't want to get hurt. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair 
hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. It's By the way, so real quick, hard. just want to plug your special that you mentioned, the socially distance, of of course. That's what it's called. Uh, a lot of on new. On YouTube yeah. for free. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And um, uh, 
if you're listening and you've liked the first nine minutes of this, easy thing to do is just leave this podcast app. Go check that out on YouTube for free. But then free. come back. Come then back. Come back. Yeah, then come back. Give us a do it. Give us well, some. I tell back. people like we it, need you. like I put it on YouTube because no one would buy it, and that's okay. And like I was like, but the material is so meant for today. So it's like yeah. So it's like hey. I know a lot of people scroll Netflix, scroll Netflix, scroll Netflix, and they end up on the same show they watched a day ago. And it's like, here's something, make a night of it, airplay it to your TV. It's 35 minutes. It's all about you, something you, Mr. Mrs. Listener, you are going through right now. So like, you know, for me, I was doing shows totally. on like street corners in New York and at wineries and at breweries. And I was like, I have this, like you couldn't go on stage and be like, so dating's tough. Like it just didn't feel... Like, like in the in a like, you can get to pandemic dating material, but like at first, it's like let's address um the pandemic in the room. And so I was like doing material right. about 2020 and just my perspective, which my perspective is a very much like normal dude. Like I I grew up in a suburb outside of Boston. I you know I'm an okay looking guy. I'm I have okay experiences. I have a family that's probably a lot like the people listening at home. And it's like that's where my perspective come from. So. I do do these jokes expecting people to relate. And I like love that. So it's really meant to be like airplayed on your TV and like make a night, do make a date out of it, make a friend hang out. Um, and Alana, I, pre- I appreciate you watching it. It means a I lot. I was totally, yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say when I watched it, I was like, damn, I really wish I watched this on a date <laughs> because it, 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 first of all, like a lot of it, it's relatable. It's very relatable. It's something that you could talk, like end up spending the rest of your night with your date talking about things that Jared said. And yeah. it's hilarious. And you feel like, like I felt like I wasn't alone when I was watching it. Thank and, you. but then I really wished that I like saved it for a date. Cause there were just so many things that you could talk about that. Of course, we're all sick of like talking about the pandemic, but the way that you like tackle every subject makes you want to talk about the nuances of it. Totally. And that's the thing, like right now with, with the pandemic and dating something that you're meeting people in a way you might have had to wait to meet them. So like the subjects I'm talking mm. about on the podcast, like are on the, um, on the special, someone could go, I totally disagree with him. Fine. That's okay. But if you totally agree with me, maybe this isn't the right person for you. Maybe you guys come from two different sides of the spectrum and that's okay. I think that's like the one thing that's been really tough about this year is like any difference of opinion is evil. And it's like, no, we. I, yeah. I'm making jokes about something that I understand people. This has been there's some people that lost loved ones. Like, I understand that this can never be funny to them. Like, you know, so that's yeah. OK, too. So, like, it's and again, like what I said in the beginning, where it's like everyone thinks someone is the person coughing on someone at Walmart being an asshole. It's like, no, I, I, I think it's like way more nuanced and people are genuinely like just trying, you know, like just like when someone goes on a date, like how annoying is it when you go on a date and, or you talk about dating and maybe it goes on Twitter or something and someone goes, who's even dating right now? And it's like, <laughs> like, well, people are trying. We're FaceTiming. We're figuring it out. Like, you know, what do you mean? Yeah. And what happens is the Internet pre-approves language like the Internet. Like, remember when like CrossFit like became a punchline that anyone could make fun of? Like, it didn't matter that someone like 
change their life because of CrossFit. You could just call them a CrossFit loser spinning a tire. And you're like, and everyone would go, ha, ha, ha. like no one cared. It's because that was approved yeah. by the internet. Uh, we went so hard on CrossFit. We went so hard. And it's like, yeah. listen, yep. if that's what gets you in shape, that's what gets you in shape. I just did a 30 minute hit workout. If that became the punchline, I'd be like, yeah, that kind of helped my life a little bit. Like, you know, so someone out there is helped by CrossFit. <laughs> You know, like, so someone out there is helped by CrossFit, but we are yeah. allowed to make fun of it because we've just decided that is punching up. We've just decided that's that's the decision we've made as a society. The same thing kind of happens with coronavirus and people go, oh, you can right. like, uh, oh, who even goes out anymore? And we all have to go. Yeah. Who even goes out anymore? As we're like going to like an outdoor restaurant where we've oh, done yeah. all the rules and stuff. Right. Yeah, right. the I, I will say there's a sense of community that's happening in New York. I just went to get a breakfast burrito in Greenpoint this morning. Shout out to where I live in Brooklyn for the 50th time <laughs> oh of this podcast. God. Jonah but, loves a shout out. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, the it was it was it was like eight of us under that one of those like street awnings at this breakfast burrito place called the um the the grilled ch- uh, speak cheesy. It's a it's a it's a great breakfast burrito once a week they make there. It's kind of like under the radar and. I got to say, guys, it was just, it's like 70 degrees today. Everyone's talking, sitting outside, like all trying to be involved in each other's lives. And I then again, I do live in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, in a certain area. Everyone's talking about romance. Everyone's talking about dating. And I'm like, you know, when I, uh, Jared, I don't know if you, I'm, I'm a filmmaker mm-hmm. and podcaster. And whenever I send in scripts, people are like, people don't talk about dating as much. And I'm like, look, every fucking conversation I overhear on the street is about romantic yeah. life. Like, and so especially in New York, like, New York, you know, young yeah. people move there. They want to find that person, you know, like it's it's totally understandable. And it's also like people want to connect, you know, people want to like be able to like, especially right now, you've been stuck in your apartment. You've seen the same three people for a year. You're tired of those people. Yeah. It's like, no, let me let me have some excitement like that. That's another thing. Like I talk about on the special, but like the, the extinction of casual, like nothing was casual this year. Like casual's fun. Casual. It's nice to like meet someone new at a bar. Like how exciting is that? It's nice to like go on a walk with someone new. Like, the, you know, and you know, now it's just a dream of the day. I meet someone at a sweaty bar. <laughs> right. Oh my God. One day. I miss it so much. Well, so, so Jared, here's my, here's my question for you. Um, could you tell our audience, and really Alana and I are curious, why the topic of dating? Why modern romance? And in short, direct terms, who hurt you? Who hurt to, me? To get to this stage. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't think anyone hurt me. I, 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 Must be nice. What's that? Must be nice. Is it? I mean, it's I, I kind of don't look at dating like a bag in the wind. Like I, I, I kind of like I'm my girlfriend. I've been together for three years and we're so, I love her and I'm happy and I enjoy her so much. But like the idea that like, I kind of look at dating as like everyone is trying to get through their own shit. But the problem is it's trial and error with other people getting through their own shit too. So it's like, you're looking for a a match Mm. that matches your fuck up. And someone you feel comfortable telling about that fuck up. So, you know, the idea like I don't I think like people take dating too personally sometimes like the idea that like anyone is just trying to hurt you to get. No, they're trying to get to a selfishly 
good place that they hope is with you. You know, and when it doesn't work out, it it, it hurts. I I agree, but I I try to keep a positive outlook because I I the other way to me like well this relationship did this to me that doesn't really take any ownership of mistakes I've made because I've made plenty. Yeah, and Mm. I like what you said about like it not necessarily being personal. I think it's hard to think about it this way in the moment, but I know whenever I step back from a situation or like months later, I'll be like, you know what? It's okay that it didn't work out because it's not going to work out until it does. Yeah. So like, you're not meant to be with everyone that you go out <laughs> with. You're not going to like or be liked by everyone that you go, go out on dates with. That's just not how it's supposed to work. And and the problem is it's on steroids. Like just in the same way that your dad or mom seeing an ex happened once growing up, we see an ex every day we meet a new person every day, so it feels like there's more denial, there's more disappointment, but there's also more fun and excitement too. So, like you again, you take the good with the bad, and and that's hard to to like be okay with. It's hard. It's hard. I I think like everyone, the idea that anyone's killing it out there is way off. Um, I completely agree. And one of the things we like to say is that, you know, with dating apps, with the idea that you can go on five dates in a week by simply typing five messages, Mm -hmm. you know, it's as if you went back and you gave, uh, you know, cave people, uh, like basically a computer and said, figure it out, you know, and there's no rules. And that's actually why we like dating podcasts as well. I mean, dating podcasts are here to help you guide you through this crazy thing that apps and dating culture and Instagram and fucking TikTok, which I think is the best dating app out there, um, has created, uh, for people. So it just, it couldn't be more of a, uh, chaotic time. So here's a question for you, Jared, alien lands in America. Um, they they come and say, explain to me the modern dating. Jared, how would you describe to someone who's not from Earth the state of modern dating? Um, I would say there's more ways to meet each other than ever. And we have a lot of labels that no one has discussed the definition of. So if someone tells you they're mm. looking for something... You have to make sure they explain what that means so that you just don't go with the label and assume that your meaning is their meaning. So, per an example, I want to be casual. Yeah, I want to be casual, too. Those are two different people with two different casual. So, if you're looking for serious, (laughs) right? So, like, I I think if, like, an alien came here, I'd be like, get up on the definitions of each person because there isn't one Webster's Dictionary that's going to give you the definitions. Everyone has a different definition for casual. Everyone has a different definition for ghosting. Some people think ghosting is you fuck someone, you never speak to them again. Some people think ghosting is we went on a date and they never spoke to me again. Those are two very different types of things that you've given the same severity to with one label. Some people think a relationship... Some people even think it's... it's Talking to someone and not responding on a dating app is ghosting, it, which is ridiculous. You don't, you haven't met the person. They're not ghosting you. Feels a bit dramatic to me. So, but I don't, you know, I'm, uh, so I think like if an alien came here, just make sure you know the definition of the person, the, the definitions of the word the person is using that you're with, not the one you assume. 
Yeah. And I think it, it, everything you just said, I think goes back to what Jonah and I always find one of the themes of every single topic that we talk about on the show. And that's communication. It seems like everything comes down to either lack of communication or can be resolved with more communication and people, we were afraid to communicate. Easy, and, but the problem is easier said than done. We, exactly. we all say the word communication, communication. We all know it. It's been something our parents have said. And then you end up on a date with someone and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a relationship. And then they're like, I'm looking for a relationship too. And you feel you've communicated. And then the other person right. says, let's go up to my apartment. And that, you know, that, that other person thinks, well, that must mean that we're heading towards serious. And that might not matter to that person at all. Like, the way they, you know, the, the sex stuff is very right. tough because everyone has their own connection to how, what sex means and how serious that makes the date. Some people having sex is really just as, as impersonal as, as like a cup of coffee. Like they're just like, yeah, okay, that was fun, but also I'm getting to know you. Some people that is like, wow, I can't be with someone. And it's like a lot of us kind of expect the other person to beware of our connection with things. And that's not some, that's not something that's going to happen. I think you articulated it so well. I, we've been trying to, we've been circling around this concept of that. Everyone has a different definition of what the words are that blanket term, the modern dating shit. And I, I think you really did an amazing job articulating that. So listeners, <laughs> thank you. That's what a lot of I've been trying Take to do notes. for like 10 seasons, 10 episodes. Yeah. This new season. Um, and it was perfectly articulated by Jared. So I guess my question to you would be if you could fix dating, you know, you're Cupid, we give you the powers of Cupid. You can fix dating with the snap of a finger. Would it be simply that we are all aligned on the terms that we use to the relative meaning or what would you do? Everyone walks, everyone walks around with a definition sheet. And on the first date, you exchange the definition sheet. Okay. And it has like every word. Let's, let's, it's just a one sheeter. And it's like, here's what casual means to me. Bless yeah. you. Uh, here's what, uh, here's what making out means to me. Here's what first dates mean to me. Have I ever, you know, been, I, I think if that one sheet of definitions existed, people would, could you date someone for a year and not take them seriously as your husband or wife? Like that's something, you know, I think if everyone just carried around like their own little dictionary of the terms, dating would be um, a lot better because right now it's just so easy to meet new people. So it's like if you're going to like keep meeting new people, you'd rather just know this information up front. I'm super tempted to write this up and next time I go out with someone, give it to them and be like, can you, your homework assignment <laughs> is by tomorrow at 8 p.m. I want you to send me yours. Yeah, yeah. And and the problem is though, you then, then you have to like, the problem what happens is on a lot of dates, people will go, well, I'm looking for serious. And then the person goes, and, and then the person's like, well, I found someone looking for serious. So I will just look over all their shitty things that I don't like because the number one thing I care about is getting serious with someone. And it's like, well, then you've absolved yourself of personal responsibility at that point. Because mm. if the, if the reason you're with, so, you're on a date with someone is because they want to be serious, <laughs> you're on the wrong date, I think. Yeah, totally. 
Hello, everybody. It's Jonah here. Just want to take a quick break. You know, I have a lot of writing ahead of me today, and I figured, you know, it's been difficult to focus just because of what's going on in the world. So I was going to open up my CBD mindset wellness. My, this is part of the ad still. We're keeping this because we're raw and authentic. My, this is every time, every my, time. I'm dyslexic. My mindset wellness CBD gummies from mindsetwellnesscbd.com. Uh, and I take these things before bed. I take the rest one personally because my head is always racing right before I go to bed. It's like, what ex have I not spoken to? You know, am I in love with this person or not? And then I just go on YouTube and watch videos from like my chemical romance concerts. But what really helps my brain is the rest gummy has melatonin in it. It helps me go to sleep, get a good night's rest. I don't have to worry about hearing my loud neighbors do their thing. And when I want to focus during the day, I'll take the focus gummy. Um, which has, you know, it's CBD. It's got some stuff in here to make me focus and it actually works, uh, you know, which is amazing. And these guys are our sponsors. We do sincerely love this product. Um, and we think you guys might too. So if you go to mindsetwellnesscbd.com and use our code seeing other people, you'll get 10% off and free shipping, which is huge. Um, so we really do love this product. If you want to learn more about the company, listen to the episode with John Renee that's, um, Married to the business, um, married to the mindset would have also worked as a cool. As a cool I title. said that too, and you oh, chose the good. other one. Well, no, you suggested three, and two of us agreed on another one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a great product. We really enjoy it. We really appreciate them as our sponsor, and we hope you guys too. We're a little independent podcast, and they've been very awesome to us. And we hope you guys enjoy their product. Go ahead, see another people code, enjoy it, share it, let us know what you think. Back to the episode as I take a gun. All right. Questions for you, Jared. We have a little game that we're going to play called Save the Date. Okay. Because as we all know, there are a lot of things that go wrong during dates. And sometimes in the moment, it's very hard to bounce back. And I've definitely dealt with some of these. And I'm sure our listeners have too. And our listeners are always sending us date fails that have happened. So... Uh, hopefully we can all figure out how to kind of reverse the fail in the moment by going through these. Okay. So save the date. The first one, they go to the bathroom during the date. You pull out your phone to send your friend an update and you text your friend saying like, oh my God, he's the one, she's the one. And then you press send and you realize, oh shit, I sent it to them. They're about to come back from the bathroom. You look at the table, their phone is not on the table. They very well took their phone with them. What do we do? I think vulnerability produces vulnerability. And it's okay to Ooh. like be like, hey, I screwed up. I'm having, I obviously, you know, but I just, I have to tell you, I meant to send that to my friend. I'm having the best time. I really think you're cool. I'm getting ahead of myself because that's what I do. Um, <laughs> just want to let you know that because I am totally embarrassed. There's, it's okay to be like, I fucked up. Like, I think we live in a world yeah. today where it's like, if you say you fucked up, they go, oh, 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 you're guilty. You just said you're guilty. And then it's like, no, I fucked up. I got excited. Um, I, I hope you're, I hope you even feel half the way I do about this date so that we can go on a second date. But, uh, that's my bad. Like, I, I, I don't think that's like a reason to like run away, you know? <laughs> 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Out of curiosity, has this happened to anybody in in this this three-way hangout? I have done that. I went to the bathroom sent something being like wait it's actually going really well we're already three hours in and then sent it to ryan who was at the table um, <laughs> and i was like oh I, just, I texted again being like omg like fuck my life and then i got back to the table i'm like yeah that happened all right moving on so what did he wow. what do you are you still he, dating he this was person? like i'm glad it's going well i think it's also going well let's get another bottle of wine and i was like okay did you are you still seeing them Oh no! This was. It, I don't think there was another date after that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so maybe it was. Maybe I didn't. I didn't bounce back really well. The, but um, the problem with this is, and people talk a lot about like scaring people away. I don't think it's possible to scare someone. But what you're letting them know is that there is real consequences of my feelings. That's kind of, you know like that that can come out of this. You, we all kind of like on dates that don't work out, or you know. When someone's stringing someone along or it keeps going, we've been on five dates. I don't know what this is. You know, that's someone, you know, not knowing someone's, 
you know, skin in the game is kind of one of those things that people, you know, take advantage of sometimes because they're like, oh, we're just cool. We're having fun. I, I Oh, but then the minute you let them know, hey, no, I'm like on we're on date six, but I'm like thinking of this as like a real thing. Then they back away because they go, oh, I'm not there with you. So like that, like to me, the worst thing mm. that like this is actually a good thing. Like, hey, I'm having the best time on this date. People would be better off knowing like, hey, I'm having the best time on this date. Like I'm, I'm like pumped for date two. This is really cool. Oh, um, I was kind of here to fuck and then not go on a second. And it's like, okay, good. Good to know. You know, like, it's like, you're going to back away. <laughs> Please, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, uh, do you want to go for the next one? Yes. Um, here we go. This is from one of our listeners, obviously. Uh, you have to fart and think they'll get away with it. You'll get away with it with, with it being quiet. But not only do they hear it, they can also smell it. So this is my move. I have done this. Um, I've done this while walking with my current girlfriend. And it was easier because we were walking. I just said, it's, you know, the old saying is whoever smelt it dealt it. I believe whoever smelt it can find someone to blame it on first. <laughs> so... I smelled it and I was like, oh my God, do you smell this? You have to go overboard. You have to go, do you, what the fuck? Was that that guy? <laughs> and then you blame someone in the room that looks like they haven't showered in a while. You need a believable suitor. So you need someone that like, you know, maybe has the sea salt spray in their hair. You're like, oh, that it's definitely that guy. Like now you become a team you know, blaming one person. Right. Now you, you, you become actually, it's good for the relationship because you become, uh, you become together in hate. Like you guys can talk shit together. There's a common enemy. Yeah. You have a common enemy. Exactly. So I, I think this is good. What if there's nobody else in the room? Like what if you're, you're so just at the apartment? I've done this as well. What I do is I, you got to turn into a joke. I blame the person I'm with. Wow. You farted. That's <laughs> bold of you. That was crazy. Like, I, how'd you know that was my fetish? I'm into that. You know, like you just make it. So now as long as you get the laugh, like it's kind of like offensive jokes. People are like, well, that's offensive. No, it just wasn't funnier than offensive. You know, if you yeah. can make, if you can be funnier than the fart, you will win the fart. Okay. I think I've done the absolute worst version of that, which is like I had a sleepover with somebody once and like I, I woke up and it was like 9am and I, Let's just say I, I think I farted at 845 mm. and I think that's what woke me up. Mm -hmm. I think I woke up because I farted. But then again, it could have been in my dream. But then again, it probably wasn't. I was like, did she, did she hear it? Because I'll make a joke about it if she did. But I'm not going to bring it up if, it, if I know for a fact that she's still asleep. Yeah. Therefore, didn't hear it. <laughs> so I was in this middle ground where I just didn't acknowledge it. But I'm like, she did not move at all. Right. So there was like no sign that because if someone in bed who you met, like you're on like a second date and they fart, I'm going to like. Regardless, it's a sound. It's gonna wake me up. I'm like, oh shit! Like, okay, like, cool. I think it's hot. Like, I think it's like, <laughs> like the idea. That, like, I think it's hot for either, you know, whatever the person is, like male, female, whatever you are. You know, the <laughs> the idea that like you're like, my bad. You know, like I felt really comfortable with you. To me, it's comfortability. It's 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 um, it's yeah. you know, confidence. You know, I I think owning it a little bit, like especially that morning thing. Like if if a girl is just like. I'll be like, whoa, good for you. Like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. It's hilarious. All right, Lana, next one. 
All right. A dating app notification pops up on your phone and your phone's like right there and they can see it. Do you say something? Do you ignore it? What 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 do we do? Um, That is just a that's the page you guys are on. Whatever page you were on before. Maybe you got to go back a couple chapters because that is the page you are on. You guys, as the name of this podcast would say, you're seeing other people. So I I think that there's nothing to me. It's only wrong if you're in a relationship, you know, like I, I kind of yeah. would yeah. when I was single, I was dating, assuming people would have dating apps and notifications. You have to have the confidence to understand that, like, yeah, I'm me. I'm I'm not better than the person popping up on your phone, but I am good enough for someone. So it's like it's just it is what it is. Like, I, I don't like I would look at the person if they said to me, like, oh, you're still on that app. I go, yeah. I'm on the app. I, I, I guess, you know, it kind of pushes you into that talk of some sort, not the talk, but maybe us kind of a semi talk. Yeah, I think I've, I've definitely heard people say like, oh, it popped up and they were like, oh, are you talking to uh, Alex mm-hmm. from Hinge? Like, what's going on with that? And then they've been like, no, I actually haven't been on the app, but like, I'm actually only seeing you like what I that. <laughs> Good time to bring up, like, where are you at? And and they kind of do turn it into that conversation. Yeah. I, so if, if that's where you want it to go. I sure. I. It's so hard because, like, you know, that popping up, you're like, it's kind of like, you know, dating needs some, you know, as as uh, Jonah said, like romance. It needs the the you need to fake it like anyone who doesn't fake it for the first few dates. You're really not letting yourself have fun. You're not really letting yourself get carried away, which is kind of the fun part of dating. So that's a moment where it's like the lights go on, fluorescent bulbs. They take the, you know, they take the um, the curtain. You see all the pulleys. You're like, yeah, I guess this is, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, so it sucks. But it's um, it's definitely an opportunity to have communication. Yeah. Here's an oddly specific one that I actually find myself and I'm realizing as I type this one out that perhaps it's something to do with my hearing. But what do you do when someone's on a date and they're either so overtly loud that it's like almost inconsiderate, insane that this mm. person doesn't have volume control? Could that or, be Jared? <laughs> or vice versa, that they are too soft-spoken like this. And it's like it's like a Seinfeld episode, you know? And I, I've, I've been in both cases and it's like been a... To to just you know, it's been deal breakers for me. Yeah, like if someone you know, it's it's straight up like I went to what's that Saki Bar Disciple? What's the is it Disciple guys? Is that Decibel? Decibel, Saki Bar, East Village, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very loud. I went there once, brought two dates there. One was very soft spoken. I could not hear a word she was saying. And I really tried, and then we never saw each other again. The other one, it was a great date, and then I realized she was very loud. So then the second date that we had in my home. It was like, it was insane. Like the neighbors must have heard every single word of our casual conversation. Um, curious your take. I'm a loud person. I do the, I watch The Bachelor and I yell at it on my TV every Monday. And I call, I call it the live scream. Scream. So right. I'm a screamer. I'm a loud person. I, so I'm sure someone's been on a date with me and thought that of me. Um, I've had my girlfriend like you're 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 yelling, you know that type of thing. Um, I 
I think it's all about like, and when I'm yelling, I know I'm yelling. Like I do know, like I'm having fun. I'm I'm doing it for some sort of effect. I, I, I enjoy, you know, as they say, as, as, as the Instagram once post once said, living out loud. I, 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 um, love that. Love that. I, but I, I'll say like, I have been on dates with people in the past where they didn't understand the, like, it's almost like, you know, like, I think there's like a, a weird loud where you're like, you know, hey, hey, you know, like, I, I think when I think someone's being too loud, I, I just don't connect with them. I think like, I'm like, how could they be telling this story that someone else could hear? Like, how am I connected to this story? Like, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> embarrassed. And it's like, right. it's not yeah. even the, like, cause if I wasn't embarrassed by how they were speaking, I wouldn't care how loud it was. So I think it's more yeah. of a we're just not the match scenario when it's too loud, too soft. I just don't think we would get along at all. Like, I, I think I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you live your life very different from me. That's OK, but we're just not going to like. <laughs> but I do think like when I think someone's too loud, I just it's genuinely because I'm like, I don't agree with anything they're saying. Like, if I agree with what you're saying, we're going to sing it from the rooftops. But if I disagree, I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm not with them, you know, like that. Type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot. Have you had this happen? Love it. I don't think I have. I've done, huh. I think I've had like situations happen where they're I've like I get to a date with someone. And I'm like, oh, my God, their voice. I can't. I th Their voice <laughs> oh, does shit. not work for me. I can't date them. Like, I don't even want to sit through the next like hour or two. But I don't think I've had the volume issue. I have that with podcasts. Um people hear me on on uh podcast and they'll be like and then they do this thing that's really a, like offensive but they don't think of it as offensive they're like wow i didn't think you'd like look like this you i thought you were going to look like and then they just like describe the most horrific looking human being and you're like all right okay thanks cool i don't know how oh, where that gets us you know damn well i'm sorry not us <laughs> not us we knew what you look like we love what you look appreciate like. it we love what you sound like. Thank you. Yeah, and we, we love, love what you, you sound like. We're just fans. By the way, a quick plug of your comedy special. Um, socially distance. Wait. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and uh, on YouTube for free. It's a great 35 minutes of... And, and as Alana has made a really great case for, it's a great date activity. Gotta so do it. stop listening to this podcast. Text <laughs> that person that you want to go on a date with. Have them come over, airplay it, get a bottle of Or it could wine. be a virtual date. Great virtual, virtual date. date. Zoom, screen share, done. Or there virtual it is. date. Give it a thumbs up. Yeah, we love good comments. Thank you. I appreciate it. Comment engage. Yeah, comment engage. Uh, um, yeah, but go ahead and, and then do come that. back to our episode. And then come welcome back. back to the well, welcome back to the episode, guys. Thanks for watching Jared's special. <laughs> <Good work>. Um <laughs> Yeah. It's like we're at the end of the Disney ride. We're all waving at them. <laughs> welcome for the gift shop. Um uh, okay, great. So we got a couple more of these here. Alana, wanna take us away? Yes, a few more save the dates. Okay, so your ex is seated at the next table. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Your ex is dated, seated at the... See, it's funny in these scenarios, like we all think we have to be like the most honest. And it's like, no, you can like leave out some things. Hey, oh, first of all, I, I believe my my message to anyone in an awkward situation, big, excited, hello. It always helps. So you go, if you see an ex, hey, how you been? Good to see you. 
That's all you have to say. You are already 50% of the way there because, you know, you know that thing of like someone woke up to, and they chose violence today. You've chose positivity. Yeah. So you've chose a yeah. smile Ooh. and a hello. Hey, how you doing? Good to see you. How you been? Done. Now you're at like for them to go from, hey, how you been? How you doing? Good to see you to, oh, look who's back. Like, that's such a ridiculous move that's just not a human it's way episode, to react it's an episode of hey arnold yeah like it's an episode of hey arnold or like some nickelodeon cartoon oh yeah okay. no one acts like that it would be so hard to yeah. act like that so hey how you doing good to see you how you been this is blank so awkward we're on a first date this is someone you know this is blank nice to meet you if it gets to how do you know each other we actually used to see each other this is totally awkward and that's all you say this is totally awkward but it, it, but it isn't because they're a good person. Um, by the way, running theme here is that just positive transparency and acknowledging the situation seems to be the way to handle most awkward situations. Actually, quick shout out to Mike Wenner, my best friend from Sleepaway Camp. Shout out Camp Laurel <laughs> South. who Laurel South. Quit. Now I know everything about Jonah. I need to know. Yep. <laughs> Laurel South, go. by the exactly. way, not the one with ACs. Not no, the I know. You were poor. Week. You came up and you, you you didn't have anything growing up. You went to the 5,000 a year <laughs> camp instead of the 10,000 a year camp. I get it. Correct. I, you Correct. didn't go to Correct. Laurel. I know. Believe me, I know. I went to You lived 11 months for one, not 10 months for two. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, it's so funny when you know the situation. Like, I don't know if Jonah knows that I went to Camp Cedar, which is right down the road. I know camps, of course. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. I so it's funny, like you meet people like especially in comedy. This happens in stand up a lot where like someone yeah. will like explain something. And I'm from like a normal suburban town and went to camp. So like I'm in this weird world of stand up where you meet every type of person from every type of background, from every socioeconomic background. But then I'll meet someone who's from my background. And and I'll hear them do the things that I would do. Oh, no, it, it wasn't Laurel. It was Laurel South. Like, I know. I understand it. We live in this world where we're, no one can admit they're in Aruba. I get it. I, like, I, so it's, it's such a funny social time because, like, you know, it's so hilarious to me. But I know Laurel uh, South. I know Laurel. I know, I know Tackahoe. I know Wildwood. I know Cedar. I know them all. I worked at Cedar. I hate. I hate Wildwood. By the way, every kid I hated growing up because they were mean to me or like played baseball and just fucking sucked went to Wildwood. It was a very just, New York that's... camp. Wildwood. It was. It, it, and... Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the ultimate test for both of you. Let's see if you know my camp, Kenmont Kenwood. Where is it? Kent, Connecticut. No, don't know it. No, yeah, neither. I'm so original. You're original. Basic. Let's go. I'm so unique. Holy shit. So unique. Wow. Jonah and I just have more business contacts for our future. We we're at a better networking meeting. So (laughs) fair, fair. That dude. That's that's a uh, Matt Cohn and Spencer Barkoff went to Camp Cedar. I don't know if you know either one of them. Yeah, the names uh, sound familiar, but you could have named any two Jews, and I would have said the same thing. So I I, there you go. Um. So, so, uh, fucking, by the way, what was that? Oh, it was called Bounty. The fucking Bounty, big the ass. dance, the big dance with all the, the camps. Yeah, yeah. I remember it. I would kill to go back to Bounty. <laughs> okay. Um, so last, last save the date question here for us. Um, this is a tough one. Calling them by the wrong name, either on a first date or the first time you sleep together. Um, Can you, you get bounced back from that? What's that? 
can you even bounce back from that? Listen, all my my friend always says that I give like sitcoms. I give sitcom dad strategies for getting out of things. So like this is one of those scenarios where I'd be like, um, and if they, like I guess I'm trying to think of like how it happens. I say, you know, and I say to my girlfriend Sarah instead of Jess, and she's like Sarah, and I go, oh my god, and then I would say that's my cousin. You make it a family member so that you're not. <laughs> At least it's not you, you, you just make it a family member because that's your, then it's like, oh, and I talked to them the other day it was their birthday on Facebook. Their name popped up. I can't believe that's your only out. That isn't, I right. was thinking of yeah. someone sexually or hopefully not, you know, yeah. so. Or I confused you for another first date I had yeah. this week. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh my God. I'm so crazy. That was my, my cousin's birthday popped up on Facebook and you know, when you, you know, see a name and then you just repeat that. That's what happened. That's how I would go into it. Like, the, the, because the only way. Yeah. And then lie. fast forward, you end up dating and then they find out they learn your whole family tree. And they're like, wait, your cousin Sarah's not on here. Yeah. Where's Sarah? Oh, she died. She died Where's... the minute after I said her name. So weird. She, she, she's my niece. You said she was your cousin. She's my niece cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid. <laughs> um. Like I said, I think the, the uh, confronting the truth in a positive way um, and being positive and not expecting that everyone is out there trying to kill you. I think, like you said, Jared, I think a lot of us enter situations where it's like we want people, we think that people want the worst from us. Like they're going to treat yeah. us badly. Like I think you got, and I get people have their own history and shit, but the world is now coming to a certain, and I'm very interested to see how this works out. We all, the fucking earth just went through a Thanos snap level event where we've all been affected by something. So there's sort of an equilibrium of relative trauma totally. that we've now all all gone through. And I'm very curious and sort of excited to see how we all unify yeah. and have a better understanding of each other. You're already seeing it in your professional and personal lives, maybe, where it's all like we're a little more forgiving, we're a little more understanding. And hopefully, you know, that'll apply to dating. Um time will tell. So uh, we have some questions from our listeners. Your specific dating device. We all like to time, chime in and give them advice on how to handle these situations. Um, these come from our listeners. And guys, you feel free to write us in. SeeingOtherPeoplePodcast at gmail.com. DM us. If you're patrons, you guys know where to find us in the messages. Um, and then, of course, go watch Jared's special. Uh, by the way, right now is a great time to do that. Thanks. Socially distanced, of course. Um, first question. How should we approach our best friend about his girlfriend who we don't like and is over way too much? Um, you have to let them come to you. I, I oh. don't. I really. Again, this is like you don't know how other people's relationships work, how they let them work, how they you know what that thing in that other person will is 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 helping them feel good. There's something he's not with that person because he feels bad. So let's, you know, no one's doing things to make mm. themselves worse off. So if at some point he's, and, and also stop hanging out with him as much, like maybe you go and if this, you said it's a roommate. Yeah, it's a roommate. Yeah. Roommate. Hey, if they're in the living room and then he says, Hey, you're never around every time. So-and-so's over. Ah, I don't know. And if it's a roommate situation, you go, 
you know, hey, it's just like every time they're over, it, it, the dynamic's a little different. I'm kind of like going to back away. That's okay. But I, I always yeah. think it's better if they come to you than you going to them. Do, do you, here's a, here's a, here's a question. And, and I don't know the specifics of this, of this person I wrote in. Um, but it's the, the friend in my, in my experience relationships, my friends and my family were always right. And I've been blinded by this idea that I was in love with this. You just don't get her. You just don't see her the way I see her. And they're like, dude, she fucking broke up with you twice. She doesn't show you any love. She doesn't make you feel special. You're just with her because you've created this fantasy version of herself, of her in your head. And she's like hot. I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't get it. And then one day I snapped out of it. And I was like, wait, they're right. And then I made this rule for myself that my family and my friends will always supersede me in that kind of decision. Yeah. So what do you what do you say to that? This is the best friend, I, and the best friends are saying. I think it, this isn't. I think it's different in the per- scenario you presented with you. Like if you're getting back with someone for the second time after they've broken up with you twice, hey, yes, I, I'm a little worried about your well being. Like that's a different. Okay. That's an easier <laughs> yeah. opening than I don't like my roommate's girlfriend, like her boyfriend. <laughs> okay, you know, fair, like fair, fair. you know, fair, it's fair, okay fair, for yeah. you not to get along. Maybe you look for the positive in them. Maybe you look for like why they like them. But like, I think it's you have to find your opening, and you have to find the openings yeah. that you have a right to, not the ones that you're looking to like make sure your double dates are great later in life. Like, I, I, I genuinely think like. If you see a problem, they'll see a problem. They'll look for you to for to you for advice and for counsel. And you can say, and that's when you can give your big monologue. I know this is hard to hear, but I've never really gotten along with them. But they have to come to you because I. But it, again, okay. like if if your friend, like to me, like you know, love is a drug. That's probably an '80s song. But like the idea that like you're going back to someone who broke up with you twice, like hey, that's like going up to someone with a, an addiction issue. Hey, I want to talk to you before you make this decision for yourself. I'm really worried about you. That's a different story. An 80s song and also a Kesha song. Oh, is it? Oh, is that? Love's my drug. Yeah. I knew I heard that. <laughs> 80s, Kesha, all the same. Similar, similar styles. Cool. All right, let's go on to the next one. Um, Oh, this is a very good question. And I'm very curious to hear both of your takes on this. No, I did not submit it, but I have thought the same thing myself. Why do you guys bring up a second date while on the first date or talk about future plans and then not follow through with it? Mm-hmm. it you want me to go? Jared, please. Um, yeah. They do it because they know it's a it's a form of like, they know you'll like hearing that. So you bring up the future, you say we a lot. It's a sales technique. People do it in sales. People do it with life insurance. So it's called the assume close. So what you do is you act like you're working together and you go, yeah, so we'll just, uh, we'll, you know, I used to sell life insurance. So you'd go, yeah, we'll just uh, set up the doctor's appointment. They'll come in a couple of weeks at, before they've even agreed to buying the thing. So it's a way to like romance you into maybe doing something on a first date that you might not have done, you know, otherwise. And it's, I don't think it's as diabolical as I'm making it sound because I do think it feels good to like see someone, Hey, we should do a second date and you see them get excited about it. That, 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 that's a personally, it feels good to that person. Like, and 
They're doing it again. This is all dating is selfish. Everyone's on there to feel good themselves via the other people they're with. So when they say like, yeah, we should definitely do a second date and they see your eyes light up. Now they feel good. And then they go back home. They reassess. They make a, they think about you versus their couch versus the ex versus the other person they're talking to. And then the decision becomes less clear because you're not there to give them the dopamine of your eyes widening a little bit. Now, this also happens um, at the end of dates. This is it's different on the dates. We should do this. We should. I call them the we should. These people exist. They're doing it to kind of romance you a little bit because they like the feeling of you being agreeable to those things. Now, there's the type of person also, this question comes in another form, where it's, why would a guy say we should do this again as we're leaving? Because that's a comfortable thing to say. Guys love options. So guys love options that they can decide on later. So it's grab all the groceries, and then I'll decide which one I don't want to take at the end. So that's a it's a very male thing. Guys love options. They love wasting time. So... They have no real, you know, they have no real, like, they don't care that this is elongating. They just want the option. Mm-hmm. I, my, I, I, I love all that. Um, my answer is actually, I, I don't disagree with you so much as it's perhaps a different, a different um, perspective of, I love to make, you know, it depends on what time of the day. If it's the first five minutes and you're already making a joke about date number two, you can for sure assume that that's just fun conversation because you don't even know that person yet. So how would you know if you want to see them again? If it's a very clear answer at the end of the date that says, which now that, you know, as a co-host of a dating podcast, if I like a lady, I will say to her, hey, this is going to sound insane, but I'm looking you in the eyes and I'm telling you that I want to see you again. And I would love to do this. And this is not me playing games. I'm just laying my heart on the table here and telling you I want this. And some people can handle that. A lot of people can't handle that. You'd be surprised how many people want transparency and honesty. And when they get it, they run away. So then there's the element of I have a friend. Let's just call him Sam. Sam loves planning future dates. He'll he'll text and, and say, hey, um, we can go for a bike ride. We should go try this brewery. If you're walking around Brooklyn, oh, we should go there sometime. And the thing is, uh, and I've talked to him about it, the thing is, that's the words. That's not the subtext. The subtext is, this is fun. This is just an active in the moment conversation. We're observing what's happening around us. He's not actually thinking, let's pick a date and go do it. It's just the words don't mean what he means, which is, Maybe a guy thing, maybe it's a not a gender thing, but like when guys in my experience talk about future plan making and I have some of our listeners come and they say, it's so weird. He talked about going a bike ride on our, on our third date, going on a second date, yet he hasn't asked me yet. I'm like, well, he probably didn't, when he said that, he didn't literally think that's what had to happen. He was just saying something that was part of the conversation that was in front of him in that moment. Yeah, but it was for his personal gain, his personal emotional gain, because it feels good to say that to someone who agrees with that. Like, you know, like yeah, it's easy true. to go like, oh, I'm just saying things like, I, I don't know. Like one time, one time I was on the beach with my dad and he asked me how much I weighed. And I was like, why did you ask that question? And he's like, no, I just asked <laughs> questions. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what happened. You had <laughs> something that ran through your mind. Then you ask the question. You know, that's not how people work. They don't just go around, you know, asking everyone how much they weigh, put it in their book, and then go to bed at night and put the book in their drawer and repeat it tomorrow. That's just not how it works. So, like, 
things happen right. for a reason. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right, right. Okay. That's yeah. Fair. That's fair. I mean, I hear, I hear you both and I understand your explanations, but I also can't help but think when I'm reflecting on how a date went and I, I, I liked the guy. I think it went well. And I'm, I'm thinking like, okay, how did they think it went? Well, they brought up future plans. They talked about things they want to do together. Like how it's just so hard. Cause that makes me believe that they are interested in seeing me again. Well, well, and had I would, they not done that, then it, it's just something, it's one less thing to consider and be excited about. My feedback from that is, I don't think anyone should care how the other person felt the date went. That's not your responsibility. You can't, you know, looking through the eyes, the lens of, if they like me, I like them, will always be a losing battle. So you're never going to win. Jonah Al- called me out on this. No, Alana is smiling because one of the big things that we talk about and one of the offline pieces of dating advice we've talked about was that Alana came back from like two dates with somebody and she was like talking to me about him and I've heard her talk about guys before and she just didn't seem excited by him. And I was like, do you even like this guy? Who cares? And she was like, no, 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 blah, 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 like talking about him. I'm like, Alana, I got to be real with you. I think you care more about whether or not he likes you than you actually like him. Yeah. And that that is a problem with dating for a lot of people um not myself excluded you know and not, not to exclude i'm i'm i've fallen for that as well yeah um, I, where I we think care it's, more it's totally normal to go well they said this like i think the question's normal like i think the, the sentiment is normal but like we should go bike riding like okay i liked that it's one thing to be like well they said we should go bike riding so when's the bike riding happening it's another thing to go <laughs> I like someone who would want to go bike ride. So that is why I would like to go on a second date. Let me know when Mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And what happens is now with like, because a communication is just so easy, you can talk to like anyone for a whole week, you know, that you've just met a day ago. And you're like, now you're talking and talking and talking with someone that where's this bike riding date? When's it coming? And they're just, stringing it along because they don't want to go fucking bike riding. They want to be able to have you as an option to do other dates that they want to do. So it's selfish. It's just to me, the, the, the person, the, we shoulds are always a very selfish breed because they know what I think they know what they're doing. Like it, it, even if they don't, they then, but they do know, like there's no way to absolve yourself of like, Oh, I didn't, did I say bike ride? No, you fucking said it. Why'd you say, it? you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I love we shoulds. That's a great term. We shoulds. We we found you guys. We found you. We're caught. Final question. Alana, want to take it? Yeah. How should a girl slide into a guy's DMs who she saw on a dating app without looking sketch? Um. So, if you saw them on a dating app, let's. Guys are really good at being able to. N- be turned down. We're not good at getting turned down. We're just, we are aware that getting turned down is going to happen. I think a lot of women kind of go into this thing of like, Oh, because I was bold, then it should happen. And it's like guys, their whole lives Mm -hmm. go ask her out, ask her to dance where you take her, make the move, be a man. It's kind of a societal thing that no one really feels bad for men about. That's okay. I understand, but it's society stuff. Women, a lot of times when they slide into DMs, they're, they have to, you, you're putting the guy in a position to be an asshole. So you have to start at that because 
You've seen them on a dating app, so let's assume they saw you. They did not swipe you right. Okay, so you're taking a chance. Fine. That's okay. I'm okay, but be aware of that's an outcome. When you slide into DMs and your your account is private, they're going to want to look at you and see because we have this access. If I if you have the choice between a woman whose profile you can see and a woman whose profile you can't see, who are you going to choose? You're going to want the most information that's available to you. So if you're sliding into a DMs, it's all about acknowledging that this person might not want to do this and giving them all the information they may need. So I would say, because it hurts a lot more to go, hey, would love to do drinks. Just saw you on a dating app. I know this is weird. Just want to let you know I'd love to do drinks sometime. The guy might follow you, review your profile, and then go, no, I can't. So that is a douchey asshole thing that they have a right to do. I, I think that's a fucking normal thing. But you're putting yourself up for that. So you have to get ready for that type of disappointment. Here's the other thing you have to get ready for. When you approach a guy, and this is why I think Bumble is uh, the best male dating app. You don't want to give a guy a thought that's in your head. When Bumble, when you say hi first, that's giving a guy, that's giving guy the knowledge that you were so attracted to him that you would say hi first. It's, it's an awful thing for women, in my opinion. When you come to someone on a DM, guys love options. So you're not going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of maybes and we shoulds and meet me out. And just know if what you ask for isn't given, that is a no. So what do I mean? Hey, I saw you on the dating app. I think you're so cute. I know this is awkward and out of left field. I'd love to do drinks sometime. Here's my number. That gives them all the tools to build the house. If they come back and they go into idle conversation, if they text you idle conversation, no, 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 no. It's drinks or it's a no. If they, and listen, and if they're talking about anything else but drinks, that means they're attracted enough to you to fuck, but not enough to take the time to make a date. So, the problem with sliding in the DMs is that it's brutally honest because guys, especially when you're approaching a man in the DM, it's not just him making that decision. It's him and his penis. And they're looking at each other like, do let's look at the profile. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, she, she slid into our DM, so she must really fucking be attracted to us. Okay, so we'll keep her around anyways. Okay. it's, it's So you're not dealing with this guy who like... Again, this it's a it, 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 we're taught from middle school guys just are turned down so often and like, you know, get told to ask that now you're in a position where it's like, oh, my God, a woman likes me. And she said as much. What do I do with this? And it's like a lot of guys just don't say, no, go away. That's like when you ask a guy, like, do you have a girlfriend? Ah, I'm kind of seeing, I don't, you know, they sing a song. <laughs> it's like. If they're not really in their relationship and they're looking for other people, that's what they'll do. But if they're in a relationship, they go, no, listen, hey, this was nice, but I'm flattered, but I'm seeing someone. Like, again, you either get the thing you ask for or you don't. And anything other than the thing you ask for is a no. So these are all beware. And I know it makes guys sound icky. It makes me sound icky. But that's kind of, um, I don't know. Do you want honesty or do you want 
you know, bullshit. Guys are icky. Yeah. I'm not going to say you are icky, but guys are icky. I'm just giving Girls you a Girls are icky too. We're all icky. I'm saying not every guy according, is like me, but everyone's to, 10% away from me. So they're not 100% according to the, different. Uh, according to our reviews on podcast, on iTunes, I'm a douchebag. Okay, so yeah. Jonah's icky. That's okay. Everyone's a douchebag to someone. Every one of our dads was a douchebag yep. to someone that they dated before our mom. True. Facts. Um, Every one of us was a douchebag. Absolutely. We've all been douchebags. Yeah. Totally. Um, douchebags so unite. I think what a what a finale. What a wonderfully truthful answer. <laughs> and what a joy. I mean, I got to say, out of every episode I think we've ever recorded, I've never... I mean, you are a comedian, but I've never <laughs> laughed. And I've seen a lot of smiling, too. You've made us laugh for an hour. So I really I really appreciate that escape. And uh, it's been a blast. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's really nice to talk to you both. Alana, good to see you again. Um, but it, it's you. Uh, this has been really nice. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. And to those listening at home, if you want to continue laughing for another 35 minutes and have not yet taken our advice to quit the podcast <laughs> app, head over to YouTube, listen to Jared's special, yeah. socially distanced, of course. Please do that. Thank us later. Don't forget to grab a date. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Jay. And before you go, we have a very exciting announcement. We recently launched a new awesome feature activation. I don't know what you want to call it, but we are Mm. being your wing hosts. So it's like your wing man, your wing girl, but we are your wing hosts and we are hooking up our Patreon listeners. So if you want to be a wing hosted, let us know. We are featuring you in a personal ad on from the wing host times on our Instagram. And we are going to also shout out two of our awesome wing hosties. And so I'm going to take the first one. Pamela is 30 years old. She lives in Brooklyn, New York, and she's seeking a fun and driven guy who can handle a healthy dose of sarcasm. Kind of sounds like Jonah. Uh, But (laughs) Pamela is awesome. She's always down for a spontaneous adventure. She loves her camera and enjoys an authentic throwback to simpler times when the film gets developed. She can turn a farmer's market hall into a five-star meal. And she can't tell you a thing about A-list celebrities, which... I love because I can't either, shockingly. And so if you are interested in Pamela, hit us up, seeing other people podcast at gmail.com and send us your pitch about why you and Pamela are perfect for each other and we'll set you up. Love that. I also want to give a quick shout out to Alec in Dallas, Texas, 25 years old, desires to correspond with someone looking to build a relationship. He's not looking for a hookup, but he's also not trying to propose in a month. So he's looking for a young professional that likes a well-made martini. I'm looking at a great photo of him and his dog. Dallas, Texas. He has two sinks in his bathroom, knows every coffee shop in a three-mile radius, loves spur-of-the-moment plan, showers, will plan a trip with you to Spain, drunk at two in the morning. Love that. Here's a con, though. Under no pressure... Sorry, under no circumstance, will he participate in karaoke unless Mr. Brightside starts playing in the other room and he has no choice. I love a con with an unless. Perfect. Guys, reach out. Alex sounds like your guy or Pamela sounds like your gal. Let us know. Also, if you want to be featured as our wing host times person, sign up on our Patreon. You get the grid post. You have us help you with your personal ad. And it's proving to be a really cool matchmaking technique. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the episode and we'll see you guys next Tuesday.